You're listening Park Studios exclusive international storytelling event. Now streaming The Fortunate Mishap, a chapter from Amazon bestselling book Sniffles and Smiles by author Neeraj Bhatti, featuring our guest storyteller Chris Bath. sirens of the ambulances were witnessing the seriousness of an accident that had occurred on the highway. No one could fetch the reasons for the accident by then. The people who have suffered from minor injuries were being treated with first aid, while the ones who were seriously injured were being rushed to the nearest hospital. A few of the vehicles have stopped there by then to volunteer their services to the injured people. Everyone was rushing here and there to help the survivors while Andrew yelled, Hey, I think someone is stuck here under the driver's seat. Where am I? A moaning voice asked. Ma'am, ma'am, are you alright? Andrew asked her, but she became unconscious. Check and confirm if they are still breathing. Cal asked Andrew to check on the trapped people. There is a lady, and she is still alive, but unconsciously lying, and I cannot exert her out as the seat has compressed her lower body beneath it. Andrew exclaimed while pulling her out. Call the fire department. We need our machines to open this car to examine what is holding her down. Cal was the first to start the conversation. What do you think could be the reason for this accident? Well, I don't have an ideal man, but you know these drivers. They are always in a hurry to reach their destinations as there is nothing more important than reaching there, Andrew replied. Andrew was an EMT who hated the holiday season as it demanded more time of him on the road, responding to the medical emergencies and delivering patients due care and support, and taking them to the hospital if required. He felt it bad on his part because some people were getting time to spend and enjoy with their families. Others were disrupting the holiday spirit. For him, all the medical emergencies he found on the road were because of drinking and driving. While positioning them on the charts, fast and reckless driving was the second reason he found was the cause behind the accidents on the road. Cal was his best friend. They had known each other since they were in high school. They have always been together since that time. Their bond was beyond the friendship, and it would not be wrong to call Cal Andrew's brother from another mother. He was soft-spoken and the one who kept Andrew in check. Their love for helping others was the common trait that brought them together in their profession. Soon. 
the fire department workers arrived and they showed them their expertise. After due care and precision, the car finally lost its grip, gave way, and opened. There she was, a beautiful lady whose right leg was stuck at the gas pedal. It seemed like when the crash occurred, some metal moved in and locked onto her lower body. Her head was bleeding, so was her face. Despite her piteous condition, she looked so peaceful as if she was finally at peace with her condition. There was something different about her face. She was in a subconscious state but appeared like wandering in another world where the physical pain was meager. The firefighters got success in cutting the metal that was holding her and Cal and Andrew lifted her to the ambulance and further took her to the hospital. Andrew was calmly looking at her face and her charisma prompted him to share his perceptions with Cal and whatever he said forced Cal to think about that. Hey Cal, look at her. She doesn't look like the other accident victims to whom we usually help during this time of the year. She is different. What do you mean? I did not get you. Cal responded casually. Observe her face. She looks like she has been through a lot in her life. Her face appears to be narrating countless tales as if her life has not been easy. Cal laughed. Oh my god. I was not aware of your face reading skills, buddy. Tell me, when did you learn them and that too without me? Dude, I am serious. Look at her face. It appears like she is carrying the entire world on her shoulders. This is not the face of someone who was going home after attending a party, rather. She was looking for an escape from the problems of her life, and probably that is the reason which landed her in this situation. When I noticed her for the first time, she was murmuring, Where am I? Before I could ask or say anything, she fainted. She looked lost in her thoughts, which made her forget about her presence on the road. Andrew shared his thoughts while looking at her in an earnest and empathetic way. Andrew and Cal were at the back of the van, giving first aid to the injured lady. They wiped off her blood, giving her the first aid, and tried to see if she had anything with her, or in her bag, which they found in the same car, that could fetch them with any information about her. They soon reached the St. Louis Memorial Hospital. The doctors on call were there to receive their patients. Hello, Cal. Hey, Andrew. Get the patient in the emergency ward to have a quick checkup. Dr. John was the one who received them in the hospital. Hello, Doc. They replied in unison. There was a female patient who met with an accident and there could be a head injury. As we found her foot stuck at the driver's seat, her face was bleeding too. Although we have given her the first aid, she must be in her mid-twenties. Once they have taken the patient, their responsibility was over. But before leaving, Andrew told Dr. John, Please take care of her, Doc. Don't worry, dude. We will take due care and do everything to save her. 
If you wish, I can call you once she is awake. Yes, please. I would really appreciate it. And yeah, this is her handbag, which we have found in the car that she hired. You can have it as it might fetch you some useful information to contact her family. No worries, man. Thank you. Hey, Cal. Our duty hours would end up in the next 15 minutes. Let us go home and have a good time with our families. After all, this is the holiday season. Andrew kept on speaking while walking towards him. Sure, man. I am hell tired for today, and a quick nap is all I need now. They waved goodbye to each other and headed towards their respective directions. Andrew took a cab for his place, and despite leaving a bit early and making plans for the night, his head was wondering what the flashes of that day's morning. The crashed car, her injured leg, and the way firefighters took out her lower body beneath the driver's seat. Bloodstains all over and those words that came out of her mouth, where am I? He could not get out of her thoughts. He felt like helping her in any manner and was getting desperate to bring her out of the pain which he saw in her face. Why her thoughts are not letting me be in the moment? What is wrong with her? What had happened with her in the past life that seemed to weigh her down that much? Who is she and why me? Why am I thinking about her, though I know nothing about her? Does she need some help? And am I the one which can bring her out of every trouble? These were the countless questions which were running in his head. He felt sleepy as the day had been long and tiring. So he asked the cab driver to wake him once they reached his destination, the 9th Street. With that, he curled himself and went off to take a quick nap. Back at the hospital, things were running crazy. The trauma ward was almost full to its capacity. Dr. John and his team were having a tough time that night as each one of them were assiduously taking care of the patients. He was the surgeon on call that night and got his duty assigned to the trauma ward. Get her MRI for me and do a CT scan on her, Dr. John asked one of his assistants. The reports of the scan and the MRI have come. A husky voice of Sis broke his thoughts. The accident have left a severe impact on her head. She has a swelling in the brain and we need to relieve her from that. By the grace of God, the driver's seat scraped her leg a little and no major injuries have occurred. Get the operation theater ready and prepare her for a head operation. Dr. John asked Sis after reading her reports. They took her to the operating theater and made her lie on the operation table. They wrapped her in a blue gown. The team of doctors had arrived for the procedure. Dr. John was leading the team and the resident doctor, Dr. Hope, was assisting him in the OT. Lights on. Give her a dose of anesthesia and pass me the pair of scissors along with the drill and get me her report about her vitals. Dr. John asked another doctor. Her vitals are perfect, and I believe that things will be fine soon. The surgery went on for close to two and a half hours. It went well apart from the bleeding that happened, but they were able to deal with it. 
the lady was in coma and they would be in a better position to speak about her condition once she would get back to her senses. Till then, doctor asked the resident doctor to keep her under observation. She was wheeled back to the recovery room. They could find nothing from the bag which could reveal her identity, hence gave her a name and registered her in the hospital as Jane Doe. Ouch! My head hurts! Where am I? She was trying to get up from the bed while clenching her head with both of her hands. Dr. John's pager rang. He excused himself from his friends and went on to the room where the nurse in charge had paged him. Yes, Sister Sis? What's up? I hope the patient is fine. Your patient is up, Doctor. We are doing a few tests to check on her recovery, Sis replied and went near the patient. Please hold and squeeze my hand. Can you move your legs? Open your eyes a little wide and try following my flashlight. What's your name? Dr. John asked her after a routine checkup. My name is Isabel, but you can just call me Bella. Where am I? She asked. Okay, Bella. Nice to meet you. I am Dr. John. You are in a St. Louis hospital. You were brought here yesterday after your car met with an accident. Do you remember anything? Can you please narrate that to us and let us know the contact details of your family members or friends so that we can inform them about this mishap? What? An accident? Jesus Christ, I do not know. All I know is I was at peace and sleeping. The last thing I remember is I was listening to music and I forgot I was on the road. I closed my eyes to enjoy the feeling, then the next thing is me waking up here. Sorry doctor, but I can't tell you what happened apart from that. It's okay, Bella. These things happen, but you are very lucky. Your memory is intact, and so are your motor skills. Your car was badly hit. It's a miracle to see you in a stable condition. Try not moving so much. Your head is going to hurt a bit, and that's because we have performed minor surgery. Your leg might cause you trouble in walking as it was trapped under the driver's seat, but nothing to worry about as you are out of danger and doing unexpectedly well. We are keeping you under observation for a while and in no time you can leave for your place. Please let us know when we can inform about your condition as we found nothing from your handbag. Please doctor, please don't call anybody. I have no one whom I can call my family. Oh? I am sorry about your loss. It's okay. No, Doc. They are not dead. They are alive. It's just a little more complicated story of my life. I hope you don't mind. I prefer not to talk about it right now. No problem. Focus on getting well for now. And a friend of mine who brought you here was really concerned. If you don't mind, can I call him and inform him about your condition? Go ahead. I would like to thank him in a way. I will inform him. Meanwhile, you take rest, and I will see you around. I will come around later to check on your vitals and see how your wounds are faring on. With that, Dr. John left Bella's room to go on with his usual rounds for today. He asked himself what was wrong with Bella's family, but he shrugged it off, 
saying all the families had their stories. He called Andrew and informed him that his mysterious lady was doing okay and told him her name. Bella was curled up in her bed, wherein she was wondering how things have happened and the accident occurred. She was trying to recall the series of events that occurred during the day by clenching her head. A lot of things were going on in her head, but she could not figure out the event that led her to the hospital. She closed her eyes due to the enormous pain in her head, which was swinging like the merry-go-round, and her thoughts wandered her back to a place from where she was trying to escape. The question that the doctor had asked about her family made her eyes dampen with tears. She could not believe that she had met with an accident. To face the god of death was not on her wish plate. She was just trying to flee from the reality which was getting onto her nerves. All that she could fetch from emphasizing in her mind was she wanted to drive and keep on driving until she could no longer see anything familiar to her. Her world did not feel conducive to her anymore. It felt like everything around and inside suffocated her. She could not breathe. Everything was too much for her to take on. How could they all make her feel so unwanted and so worthless? Were they right? It felt like they were. it was just so much for her to take on. The Holter monitor began beeping faster as her heart was thumping out loud. She could not breathe as if there was a weight kept on her chest, which was not allowing her to breathe anymore. It's so painful. So pain. I can't do this anymore. It's so painful. I can't do this anymore. That was all she was saying. The nurse in charge announced a cold blue. Dr. John was back in his room giving instructions to all the nurses who were around. I gave her an injection so that she could have a sound sleep. She got a mild heart attack. She is too young to have had such an attack, and I could not find any history of heart disease in her fire. I do not know what is wrong with her that caused her to have that attack. Doctor, she was murmuring a few words in her sleep, like she could not do something anymore. Something is bothering her for sure, and that is painful. This is what I could assess with her words in slumber, the nurse in charge informed Dr. John. What could be so painful for her? What could be the reason behind her troubles and maybe for the same reason she had met with an accident? Dr. John tried to join the dots, but he came up with nothing. The only person who could answer those questions was Bella, and right now she was sleeping so he had to wait for her to wake up. Hey, do you like this story? If yes, make sure you go and check out Sniffles and Smiles, now available on Amazon. It's an Amazon bestseller. So make sure if you like this, go and read now Sniffles and Smiles. The link is in description. This was a chapter from Amazon bestselling book Sniffles and Smiles featuring actor Chris Barth. Chris Barth is an American actor currently based in Knoxville, TN. He began pursuing acting in 2015 and after being signed to Gage Models and Talent Agency in Knoxville, 
has acted in number of crime documentary television shows such as Snapped Killer Couples, Murder, Homicide Hunter, and Dying to Belong. He has also done some modeling with his former agency as well as acting in commercials. His first feature film appearance, Marbles and Bullets, is scheduled to be released in 2022. To find out more about Chris, visit his IMDb page. Chris can also be followed on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash and Instagram at the rate actorchrisma. All these links are mentioned in the description. You can also support his film project that is still in development called as The Golden King. Chris is co-producing this project. You can support him in his GoFundMe. Hey everyone, this is Ajay Tambe, the producer host of Critical Your Starting Podcast. If you like this episode, if you like the story, if you like the show, please make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast, whichever platform you are listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, Ghana, any platforms. Make sure you go and subscribe and follow to our show and connect with us on Instagram at the rate podcast audios. We are now in world's top 1% most popular podcasts. So make sure you go and check out our other series and episodes. 